Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. I woke up to the morning sky first. Appreciate your uh, favorite Baby beach locations on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. Also, uh, busy nine o'clock hour about to begin. We got a Rod uh, Rod rant coming up. We got a little bit of an e blast as well. My little thoughts on something big today, and not that I don't give them anyhow. Also, uh, setlist ATX at the bottom of the hour. We're gonna have a pinch hitter for Nick Shuley today, Rod, because uh, Nick okay. is in Nashville. For an event, nice. and uh, his buddy Mark Higgins will be in with us. He is uh, in charge of the Clark Field Collective, and he's going to give us the uh, set list. And that includes the live music, but also where you can uh, get out and meet the likes of Baron Sorrell and Byron Murphy and Jade Baron, Kelvin Banks, okay, Jalen Ford, some of the Terrence stars, Brooks, Jordan Whittington at a signing. We'll get you details on that coming up. Nice stars of the Texas football team. Yeah, man, out like and about. So that's coming up uh, bottom of the hour, plus for the uh, end of the uh, 9 o'clock hour, we'll have your... Who said that? Who said that? You mm-hmm. said that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a good beach talk there. That gets me in the mood for the beach. But no oh, time for man. the beach. we got football. Beach I days know. are over. I don't know why today would be National Beach Day. Maybe because it's close to Labor Day? Yeah, it's never a bad time for the beach, though. And a lot of people get the... F- the extra mm-hmm. weekend, you know, get ready Monday. We're talking football, man. We'll be here Monday morning after the Longhorns play the Rice Owls and got to recap the entire weekend of college football, which uh, we're excited <laughs> to do next Monday, but certainly we'll be here tomorrow and Friday to get you ready. And it's a busy hour and a lot going on, Rod. Uh, and also bad news. We didn't talk about it. The Texans, Kenyon Green. Yeah, how bad is it? Uh, it's bad because I believe they're putting them on the the pup, uh, the pup yeah. So it's bad. Well, they the can't injury. make the club in the tub. He was an injured player last year as a as a young guy at a Texas A and M, and um, now he's hurt again. That's not a good sign for the fifteenth pick of the draft. Yeah, I don't know if they knew it was going to be bad or if they, you know, maybe some of the maybe they got a second opinion. Because at, at first they it's they hinted or implied that it would not be a bad injury. Whatever the it was, it a hand injury with Kenyon Green. I think not, it's shoulder. Shoulder injury. Shoulder injury. They hinted that it wouldn't be a bad injury, but. I mean, if he's on in, he's on injury reserve, actually, I take that back. Injury reserve, season over. Yeah. So it's not even publicist. His his season is done. That is comes that, from Ian Rappaport. Is that a not? I thought they could return like week nine if they're on. Um, no reserve. Uh, well, well, it, yeah. It's, 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 he's right now. Ian Rappaport. I'll read the tweet. The Texans placed guard Kenyon Green on injury reserve, and his season is over. Mm. Oh, well, man. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. Maybe he got I'm other lost. information yeah, on top no. of that that he would not be. I mean, lost. if it's bad enough, then yeah. Yeah, he says the season is over. So. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was uh, going to be something that kept him out for some of the season, the first part of it. No, he's going to be out. So, But they remember, that this is why the Texans did a good job. you got to give Nick Casario some credit. Remember, they just made a trade with the tanking Arizona Cardinals in the tankathon, and they traded for an offensive lineman. From the University of Houston, Josh Jones. Yes. Josh Jones, yeah, he's kind yeah. of a swing player. And they've got interior Smart players moves. they like. Uh, we told you they drafted two centers uh, in the draft last year, second, second round and sixth round. Mm-hmm. They like both of them. And look, I mean, here's the deal for the Texans. Uh, the, the Kenyon Green, he was the 15th pick of the draft, Rod. Yeah. Uh, and I know the Cowboys had a high opinion of him. Uh, and the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith out of Tulsa about he, nine picks later. Well, well, they worked, their pick worked out. Hope that, hopefully, they, hopefully they don't have any no, buyer's remorse about no, that. No, they don't. Tyler Smith killed it. He's well, awesome. Because I know in the lead-up with all the mock drafts and all our experts we talked to that, that, that uh, you know, Kenyon Green was a guy that the Cowboys had a high grade on. The Cowboys liked him. 
Uh, and the Texans good to gobble him up with the 15th pick, but so far he's been a bust. Yes, he is. Uh, Going to give up on an offensive lineman. He's out of Texas A&M. He's out of the city of Houston. But, man, I, I'll say this for, for Nick Casario, the GM in Houston. Derek Stingley better be really good. <laughs> Derek Stingley has to be good. Because think about what he's done. You know, the, the, the Deshaun Watson trade brought them first-round draft capital, mm-hmm. and he used it to take Derek Stingley and then Kenyon Green. And then this year he took C.J. Stroud and he took Will Anderson, and then he traded – Another one of those first-round picks to make sure they got Will Anderson, right? So, I mean, you're talking about these better be Pro Bowl players. Yeah, he traded the Texans' first-round pick instead of trading the other first-round pick they had, which means— Arizona. Yes, which means— Well, listen, I mean, if Kenyon Green's not going to work on it, I'm not giving up on the player two years in, but it's not a good start because you can't make the club in the tub, as we talk about. That's what got Trey Lance, right? Trey Lance, who knows what he'd be right now if he could have played, but he couldn't be healthy. And that was Jimmy Garoppolo's problem in San Francisco. Couldn't stay healthy all year long. Um, so all, all I'll say is Derek Stingley was drafted one pick ahead of Ahmad Gardner, right? If you take Sauce, the, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, and, I, and I know they think Derek Stingley's going to be a really good player. And they brought in Jonathan Joseph, the former Texan, to be kind of a corners coach for him. That's good. And really bring him along. But Derek Stingley, immensely talented out of LSU. But Ahmad Gardner was the – Sauce was the – Defensive rookie of the year. He was the first. And, he was the first rookie to make first team All Pro since Ronnie Lott did it. Damn. So he's yeah, he's a real deal. Well, and <laughs> and but the point being for Nick Casario, if you took a player one pick ahead of him on the same position, and he doesn't work out, and the other guy's the All Pro already, you, the the pressure's on you because again, the, if the Texans are going to become anything again. These picks that you traded Deshaun Watson for have to become foundational pieces of your team. They have to work out. They, and yeah. that's the, why the pressure's on C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson to be not just good players but great players. Uh, Derek Stingley needs to be a great player for you. Because, again, in the second round they took Jalen Petrie, and he's going to be a real good player for that, them. That was a Damian home Damian Pierce was yeah. a great pick. And, you know, draft picks have numbers on them, but they all count. <laughs> and if you get Damian Pierce in the fifth round and he's really good, then still a good draft pick. But uh, when you have those, those high-capital, high-value picks, you got to hit on them. I mean, you just have to hit on them or you're not going to improve. Agreed. And I still think Stingley can be a real good player for them. But, man, the Kenyon Greening, bad piece of news. But I think they're prepared to handle it you know, currently as a team to be oh, yeah. okay on the O-line. They made, they, they, like I said, they got the contingency plans in place uh, with the trades you just made, and they you know, invested in the O-line, signed Shaq Titus Mason. Howard, yep, Shaq Mason, uh, signed Laramie Tunsil to an extension. So I like where they are, but you're right about the Kenyon Green. Long term, when you're evaluating Nick Casario's job as an evaluator uh, with those high picks, yeah, if, if either one, the C.J. Stroud or the Will Anderson pick, don't work out, man, Nick Casario won't be around long. Um, he, he is the only GM in the history of the NFL that's been allowed to hire a third coach after hiring and firing back-to-back consecutive one-and-done coaches. No other GM has been allowed to hire a third because like, if you screw up back-to-back one-and-done coaches, you need to be gone too. Well, um, and I but think, especially extenuating circumstances for the Texans, of course. Well, and, yeah, you know, he'll lose his job, but at the same time as a fan – you're just hoping when we trade Deshaun Watson and you okay first of all do you get, I think you got enough for him you got enough for him based on it but then you have to capitalize on that mm-hmm. I mean you've got to take those picks and because obviously when when he took over Bill O'Brien had left the program and the organization decimated and just had no picks had a, they were cap strapped they had no talent I mean, it was bad mm-hmm. and that's what they had to work their way through and it's kind of what we're seeing in Arizona right I mean they're coming in and Arizona is doesn't have a lot of talent they've got an injured quarterback um, you know but that's why they 
traded with Houston to go get draft capital, and Arizona's hoping that they've got the first and second pick next year, the first and third pick next year, because Houston's, again, mm-hmm. not going to be very good. The Dolphins, uh, they turned those Trey Lance picks into some, some yes, great players. Tur- that's right. Turned into Jalen Waddle, uh, turned into Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb. There you go. <laughs> that's how you do it. All right, if you're going to trade those, you're going to acquire those ones or trade those ones. Make sure you hit. If you hit on them, you're on the fast track. And that's why I think the Dolphins were in on the Jonathan Taylor trade, because they're, they're ahead of schedule. They're looking at it saying, wait yeah. a second, we're going for it. Yeah, because they're like, well, we didn't know we'd be at this point. We know we'd have you know this much progress in this short amount of time, and Tua still on the rookie deal. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I think that's exactly why you hear that. Uh, Tua still you know getting that that rookie contract. Let's go get Jonathan Taylor. It didn't work out. He stays in Indianapolis, which there's a mess again. Uh, I just I compare the Jonathan Taylor thing with the Josh Jacobs thing in, in Vegas, and with the Cowboys and Tony Pollard, right? Cowboys dealt with the Tony Pollard thing. He yeah. signed his franchise tag. Everybody understands that these running backs are undervalued, but there's nothing you can do about basic economics right mm-hmm. now. As I've said, you, no, no one's cry, no one cried a river when the fullback position went away. What, who was trying for the fullbacks? Who now there's none. Mm-hmm. Like there's one guy who plays fullback in the league. Just say, hey, hey, oh, the Cowboys put him on their roster. Lipke. Where were Lipke. the Zoom calls for the di- the endangered species of fullbacks? The Cowboys got one from North Dakota State. He made the roster. And he's Hunter Lipke. Squat for money, right? Mm-hmm. But again, this is this what's happening with the running backs. They're being devalued. We get mm-hmm. that. But you still have to handle. You got to build relationships with your people and navigate that. And that didn't work with Jonathan Taylor, and he's out. The real interesting thing, Rod, before we get into your rant this morning. I got to ask you about the NFL. Is the Chris Jones story in Kansas City? You did a rant recently, which I 100% agreed with, that if Ty, if if Patrick Holmes is willing to take less money, I mean, and again, he got a 500 million dollar contract. We know that, but if you get into the fine details of Patrick Mahomes' contract, team friendly deal. It's a team friendly deal. Yeah. Uh, so that he can get paid, he can do his endorsement deals. He's gonna make plenty of money, but he wants to win Super Bowls. So he he took less. He's not demanding to be the number one and highest paid quarterback in the league like a mm-hmm. lot of people would. He's the best player in the league. But he's leaving money on the table for others. You you didn't give that money to Tyreek Hill. No. And now you're holding up Chris Jones. You're you're holding and and he because in Chris Jones in the final year of a four year eighty million dollar deal he's been paid. But if you saw the Super Bowl in the playoffs last year, he's one of the best defensive players not named Aaron Donald in this league. Yep. You have to have him if you're going to win the Super Bowl again. Yet here they are holding line on this and Chris Jones. Nothing got done. And so now what are you going to do with him? He says he'll sit out the first seven or eight weeks of the season. Are the Chiefs really willing to risk that? And if you're Patrick Mahomes, aren't you thinking, wait a second, why am I taking less and you guys won't spend the money on the best players we have? These are elite players on our team, Tyree Kill and Chris Jones. Are you really going to let them both go? Yeah, like I said, I, I don't understand it, and nobody wants to, to talk about it, but everybody wants to talk about the team-friendly deals these quarterbacks sign, and Mahomes, that's probably the most team-friendly deal in the history of the NFL now that you're looking at it, concerning what he's accomplished and what he projects to be as yes. a quarterback. He's like the seventh or eighth highest-paid quarterback in the league right now, and they said they got him on a team-friendly deal. That was a 10-year deal they signed, so they didn't really have to re-up with him, I think, until close to 2030 or something like that. Well, think about this. Uh, and, but but my, my point is, these these GMs, it it's guys, it's all propaganda. Don't these GMs have, have all y'all fooled? We 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 all participate in the ongoing battle between uh, labor and management. We all dealing with it in, in our own way, in some sort of way. All right, and for most of y'all out there, y'all are labor, like we all are. Y'all aren't management. Y'all are considered labor, and you usually in at your workplace, you're probably going to side with labor because you're part of labor. And yet, when it comes to sports, most fans who are labor. 
Right? Side with management. They side with management, and I don't get it. It, it, it befuddles me, stupefies me. Because so, you are labor, they are labor, and yet when they are in a dispute with their management, you call them selfish and you call them bad teammates. And it's like, no, no, what if you were in the same situation? So the point is, this is why it's propaganda with these owners or the, the, when they, they, they try to play this out in the court of public opinion. They have the media, they have the media and the fans, like you, believing and perpetuating the propaganda that these guys are selfish because they're just asking for more money. They're selfish and they're all about themselves and not the team. And yet you have Patrick Mahomes. He is he is the the epitome of an unselfish player. He said several times he wants to sign deals that help them sign other great players so they can keep on winning Super Bowls. That's what Tom Brady did. That's what he wants to do. He wants to follow that model. He signed the most team-friendly deal in the history of the NFL. Ten-year deal, which every agent will tell you, bad deal. Terrible deal. You want to sign three- and four-year deals, you can come back to the negotiating table and get more money. And yet, this team, after he signed that deal, they didn't want to sign his favorite receiver, Tyreek Hill, let him go elsewhere, and now they might let Chris Jones go too. Well, they haven't signed him, and uh, he's in the final year of his deal. Or they might trade him. But, guys, my point is, don't let these these, uh, general managers and these front offices, don't let them fool you. Don't let them sidetrack you. Don't let them hoodwink you, bamboozle you, let lead you astray and run you amok. All right? They are taking that money, all right? And they're doing with that money what they want. By the way, the Chiefs, they just they just drafted like three rookies last season that start on their defense. Rookies, the cheapest of all personnel that you can have in the NFL. Rookie starting. And yet they still don't have the money. Where's the money? Where is the beef? Where is all the money going? Yeah, where is it? That's a fair question. It really is. I mean, they they've got or other. I mean, Tad, Travis Kelsey makes a lot of money. Um, they've rebuilt their offensive line and spent a pretty good amount of money on that. Uh, same time, you know, look. I mean, I guess they're banking because remember their schedule. If you're going to play seven eight seven games without Chris Jones, which Jones says he's willing to sit out, mm-hmm. he has to come back by week eight to be to get his <laughs> to get the free agency. He's got to be able to vest and play enough games this year. But Detroit's week one, a week from tomorrow. Uh, that's a good team. You're at home. You probably win that game even without Chris Jones, maybe. Then you go to Jacksonville, play a team you played in the playoffs last year. Then you got the Bears at home. You go to the mm-hmm. Jets. You go to Minnesota. You host Denver. You host the Chargers. I mean, uh, you're going to need Chris Jones here to win these games. He's your best defensive player. Or, you know, you, you got to trust their GM a little bit that he's done a great job of drafting players. Yes. Same time, I think you're right about, uh, in, as I started it with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's got to be wondering – we only have a few elite players, right? We win Super Bowls because we have a good roster of drafted players, and then exactly. we have our elite players who separate us from everybody else, including myself. Well, you let one of them go in Tyree Kill, and who you, who'd you replace him with? Draft and picks? I, and I think what the, the, the distorted their view, uh, E, is because Patrick Mahomes is so good. His stats actually improved. Yeah, they went 14-3 and three last year. His stats improved. Tyree. And Tyreek Hill, actually, his stats got better, too. They both had well, great and I years, think that's what even Brett, though they lost each other. I think that's what Brett Veach is thinking, that yeah. I can keep drafting. we got this you know, transcend, transcendent player. and But at some point, if you're Mahomes, you know elite players are going to help you win. And mm-hmm. they're, they're teammates of yours. Uh, they need to be getting paid too, but because uh, there's only a handful of elite players on any great team. Oh man! And they they need to. That's where the percolate the money needs to percolate up to. Uh, we'll see where that goes with Chris Jones. They are holding and, the line. As and it by the way, now. and the Chiefs. Not only this is another thing too. Not only do they have the best, arguably the best bargain in the history of the NFL at quarterback right now, because Patrick Mahomes seventh or eighth highest paid quarterback. Guys, Travis Kelsey is arguably. The greatest top, tight end ever. Arguably best tight end ever, but arguably he's a top five receiver in the league. Like receiver. Yeah. Not just wide receiver, tight end on court. I'm talking about a receiver, and they're paying him 
like a tight end. They don't even have to pay him big-time wide receiver money. There are wide receivers who are like, I don't know, the, the 25th highest-paid wide receiver probably making more money than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's being drafted as a wide receiver in fantasy football leagues, I can yeah. tell you that. See, so they got, they got two players who are the best at their position that they're getting bargains on and discounts on, and they don't want to pay other guys like Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones who are the best. So they, got, they had four players at one point who were the best at their position, arguably. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. And they may just be down to two. Because they believe, hey, man, we can make it work. I assume at some point that gets frustrating for Patrick Mahomes, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, he just trusts because they're going to be the favorites again. They should be. (laughs) Now, I think they need Chris Jones. I really do. But uh, I think that's a fair point for sure. Is that that Rod's rant or you got another rant? That's, uh, that's we got to get to our uh, rant right there. That's I good. Guess. That's, that's, that's not bad. That's a rant. You know, I got one observation, not a rant about the Cowboys roster. Can give I give it an observation? Give Can we do me. that in Rod's rant? Which make that easy? Um, okay. So my observation is because I was looking at the the Cowboys active roster, and I noticed because of the linebackers, Demarvin Overshone is on the injured reserve now. And by the way, I saw somebody on Specs X line asking, "Does he get paid? He gets his signing bonus. That's that's yours. Once you sign on the dotted line, he'll also get injured reserve money, which is that's a reduced salary." Is significantly reduced. I was on injury reserve like twice, so yeah, you're it, not you're not getting game checks. You're not you're getting not game games. checks. Oh, by the way, the, the Detroit Lions they once paid me while I was on IR, like I was on the active roster. Nice. Yes. No, not a, nice because then they took it all back the next year. Oh, they did. <laughs> so they might have brought oh, me so, back just to get their money back. So it was, it was an accounting error. <laughs> it basically yes, the Detroit Lions made an accounting error, and I was like, man, IR is a pretty sweet deal. I was making like buku bucks, and turns out like nah, they had, they had overpaid Rod B. Uh, but getting back to it, the nickel position, sorry, the nickel position, the defensive back position, and the linebackers. So they only keep four linebackers, but one of them was a former DB. They keep Lane Vanderish, Damone Clark, and Devin Harper, and they're keeping Marquise Bell, who was a former safety that they moved to linebacker, one of those Dan Quinn you know, pet projects. So essentially they got three and a half linebackers, not four, because like I said, Marquise Bell is a project at linebacker. DeMarvin Overshawn was hurt. They, they cut Jabril Cox. So he's gone and waved. But look, look how many defensive backs they kept. They kept, I believe we got seven corners here. Trevon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, Deron Bland, Jordan Lewis, uh, Noah Igbenogany, uh, Edgar Scott Jr., and Nation Wright are your corners. Remember, Jordan Lewis, they did not pick, put him on the pup list. They put him on the, on the roster. They want him to be able to practice, and then essentially at one point they would bring him up and make him an active player on the, on the, uh, the 53-man roster during the game. They actually they, – they Put them on the roster instead of the pup list. Uh, they got the safeties. They picked five safeties Donovan Wilson, J. Run, Kirsten, Malik Cooker, of course, their three starting safeties. And then Israel Makiyamu uh, and Wanye Thomas. So uh, out of the DBs, you're talking about seven corners and five safeties. So that's 12 DBs you end up keeping and only three and a half linebackers, four if you want to count Marquise Bell. But like I said, he's more of a project. To me, this is an indicator the Cowboys are going to play a lot more dime defense. And a lot more sub packages. Last year, the Cowboys were, I think, uh, sixth in the NFL in dime package. That's six DBs on the field. Remember, they lead the NFL by far and away with big dime, big nickel packages. Those are packages, sub packages with three safeties on the field. Nobody plays more three safeties than the, the Cowboys, which is why they want to keep 
five of them because they, they essentially start three safeties. But I think the reason they're keeping seven corners instead of keeping six and adding one of those to the linebacker position, E, is because I think they want to play more DBs than they do linebackers. Last year, like I said, they were top five, top six in the NFL in dime packages, lead the NFL in six, sorry, in three safety packages. I think this is another indicator they're going to continue going down that road. More dime, more sub packages, less linebackers on the field, potentially. You know, and then the ability to play run defense when you need to, but when you get into obvious passing situations, play more defensive backs that can run and then sick your pass rush, you mm-hmm. know, you know, cover and run, then sick your pass rush with Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and all those rushers uh, on your quarterback. Yep. Uh, that is obviously – but you got to get them into passing situations before you can go to the dime, you know, especially against a team like the Giants with Saquon Barkley and the Eagles who can pound the rock. you got to get them into those spots. Yes, but if you do, then you have a – the, the personnel to get there, which I like a lot. All right, Rod's rant and some uh, Chiefs coverage. It says, haven't you seen Gracie Hunt on the Internet? That's the granddaughter of... Oh, yeah, she's smoking, isn't uh, she? Between... The clothes, the travel, she needs to keep up with that look. That's where the Chiefs' money is going. <laughs> <laughs> I also think the Chiefs are anticipating paying Patrick Mahomes the biggest contract in a North American team sports history. At some point. Like they, 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 Steinberg's already rattled the case. Yeah, so it. I think they're like, man, this is coming. And right now, there's kind of stashing away. We have no argument against it. Yeah, well, can, you can't argue against we it. We have Michael Jordan. And We're remember, have to pay him. The, e, the, 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 the Chiefs, behind the scenes, uh, just recently, actually, a couple of months ago, I brought this up on the show. They, along with NFL owners, unanimously passed a new NFL rule that players and non-family members uh, of ownership, they cannot get ownership stake. Like, 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 like Lionel Messi. Messi. Yes, like Lionel basically Messi. a Lionel Messi rule. But you know the uh, the ownership group that actually uh, signed and the ones who actually created the memo, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, because they're anticipating Lee Steinberg. And yes, they want to avoid they, they'd that. They'd like to be cut in on the ownership stake. They know Mahomes. And Mahomes, he should ask for it, by the way, because <laughs> uh, the reports are that Aaron Rodgers asked for it from the Jets, and it didn't Tom happen. Brady, Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady asked for it, too. The Caleb Dolphins. Williams agent, actually, has been asking around NFL circles about it. So that's hey, why the rule was put in place ahead yes. of all this coming. Too we've many seen, guys asking about we've it. We've seen what happened with Messi, uh, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Pandora's box. Uh, no question. Hey, coming back, it is the uh, set list ATX, all the great live music, and that. Uh, uh, big autograph signing that's coming up uh, for your favorite Longhorn players. Details on that with our man Mark Higgins on the other side. Plus, who said that? Who said that? Before the end of the hour. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. Aaron Hogan, Rod Baber. Austin, Texas Sports. The Horn. Oh, man, Lionel Richie, the crooner, was bringing it last night at 74 years young out at the Moody Center. Uh, thanks to our friends over at Brown Distributing that helped out with some tickets so I could uh, be there last night. Wife's birthday is this week, so she was excited. Lionel Richie, she's a huge fan of Lionel Richie's music, but also American Idol. American, sounds like we're hearing the video, the MTV video of that song. Uh, Lionel Richie, he played the hits last night, opened with Hello. And ended with dancing on the ceiling and did everything in between. It was great. Uh, thanks to Brown and Shirley. And also, uh, I want to thank uh, Nick Shuley for hooking us up with Rick Lopez over at La Condesa because he is the executive chef at La Condesa and uh, had some dinner over there. That's right by the Moody Theater where ACL Live and the Moody Theater is right behind it. Awesome restaurant and uh, highly recommend La Condesa if you're looking for an uh, interior Mexican place with a great ambiance. And uh, oh, Rick, yeah. Rick does an amazing job. Uh, how about this, Rod? We got the queso. Flam, flambiato last night. Oh, yeah. Is that the really thick queso? And it had pork ribs yeah. in it. Yeah. 
and we shared that. I was it. I, was, I couldn't eat anymore. I was done. That was it. I mean, where, I, you want me to order more food? Oh, yeah. It's thick, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a whole meal. And you put it on these little uh, tortillas, and I'm like, okay, well, that was dinner. It was an appetizer. We shared it, and I was like, all right, done. Mm-hmm. I've had Let's some. Go. My wife is into that. She's she's real big into the that thick cheese. I'm like, man, I can't eat that stuff. I'll be like, that'll mess me up, man. It's not going to let you get your daily exactly. day plan with your number two. <laughs> I'll be off schedule with that thing, man. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I well, can't we'll do see. that. Well, we got to guess what happened. It hadn't happened over here. <laughs> uh, too much information. But yeah, it was <laughs> Lock and Desa was awesome. Eat. And uh, Lionel Richie was great. And that was a great night. But uh, cool night for sure. And I, you know, I didn't know what to expect from Lionel Rod, but he brought it. 74 years old. That's amazing. That's why I admire. That's why being a rapper is tough because you can't tour like that at 74 when you're a rapper. You ain't gonna you're, done, you're done at 40. You're done about 40, 45. You know, but if you're in R&B and you're in, you know, rock and hey, roll, the, these guys know, are touring when they're 70s, 80s. They're making money forever. You know who opened the forum was Earth, Wind, and Fire. Exactly. R&B. And they've been doing it 50 years you like do he that has. For, you're a rapper, you got about a 20-year window, 20, 30 years. After that, nobody wants to hear a 60-year-old rap about, you know, going to the club and getting with women and philandering and drugs. Nobody wants to hear about that no, when no, you're no. 60 and 70, you know. But cool cool night, and then uh, appreciate uh, uh, Rick over there at Lock and Desert. And look who's here, uh, because Nick Shuley is in Nashville doing some musical business. He is our Setlist ATX nice. uh, leader, but uh, he has sent a pinch hitter, and dang, it's a good one, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, he is our man Mark Higgins, who is a UT grad. Hey. Worked at Texas Athletics back in the day. Used to work with Lance Armstrong quite closely in uh, Clarkfield Collective in the NIL space the last couple of years. How are you doing, Higgs? I'm doing well. This is my uh, Lou Gehrig moment. I think uh, Nick is the Wally Wally Pip. <laughs> He's today, out. So. <laughs> Nick is out. This is the last one. Could be the Tom Brady moment, too. Yeah, yeah, one of those moments, too. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's just took, took a hit on the sideline. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll never be the same. Nick, Nick comes back and it'll be like, hey, bring your playbook. <laughs> bring your playbook, Nick. Coach wants no. to see you. Coach wants to see you. All right, so uh, Setlist ATX, let's start with this because we teased it, but um, there's, a, there's a cool event if you love Longhorn football because we know coming up for, for music at LCL Rod, Longhorn City Limits, Pat Green this weekend. Pat oh, Green. nice. Yeah, forget all about yeah Longhorn City Limits, you're right. Pat Green yeah. will be there. But When's the last time Pat played at 1230? It's uh, been a while. Been a bit. <laughs> Maybe at a festival somewhere. Uh, there'll still be a lot of inebriated folks, so he'll yeah, be used absolutely. to it. 1230 <laughs> the great Pat Green did it this week with an on LCL stage. That's a good way to launch your football season in the rice game. But uh, even better than that would be tomorrow night. Over at the co-op, right? That's right. Yep, right there on the drag, right across from the tower. We got a bunch of the guys coming out for a autograph session. Uh, it's a suggested donation that goes to a textbook, um, you know, uh, donation that gets people scholarships for textbooks. But we've got, you know, some of the hitters out there: Jalai Barron, Kelvin Banks, J.T. Mm. Sanders, Tavondre Sweat, Jordan Whittington, mm. Jalen Ford. You know, Terrence Brooks, Bert Arbin. Come on out. Nice. That's How about good that? star power right yeah, there. Yeah, I think doors open for that or start lining up about 5.30. The guys will be down there from 6 to 7, do a couple autographs. I think there's a limit of two per person, but come on out, check it out. Meet our horns man. before they get ready for battle. T-Sweat, fantastic. J.T. Sanders, and Kelvin Banks will take up the whole damn table. Yeah, we got yeah. <laughs> I think Bert's going to be alone in the corner there. And yeah. you worked with a lot of these guys closely on on uh, collective events and things. And uh, uh, give, me, give me a quick thought. Byron Murphy, Intense. Intense. He's got that dog, as they say, but but super sweet, super sweet. Same thing with Sweat. Like I wouldn't want to get into a to a brawl with him, but uh, super nice guy. All these guys. Jordan Whittington is just you know the nicest guy can be. But I think 
they turn it on when they hit the field. Rod, you know, oh yeah, different different kind of guy. We had the, our new transfer, Jalen Catalan, who could be the nicest guy of the whole group. And you see some of these film of him just knocking the daylights out of guys, and you're like, God, that's a different different person when you <laughs> see him in person. Yeah, and you get to work with him behind the scenes and kind of cool. off hours. That's really cool. That's what that's what uh, you know teams are looking for. Rod is that guy that can flip the switch and go. Become a maniac on game day, but then be normal I, during the week. I think but, all uh, I think it happens in music too. I bet you know, Higgs. You probably are familiar with this, just knowing a lot of artists. There is an alter ego that you have when you're considered an entertainer, even as an athlete. There's an alter ego. Mine was Black Caesar. You Black wanna, Caesar. Yeah, you don't want to meet What's Black Beyonce's? Caesar. Uh, oh, I forget. She does Sasha have Fierce or yeah, something. Yeah, Sasha Fierce, so, exactly. Right. Like I think entertainers have one, and yeah, this is not the person you're going to be when you're hanging out with your kids well, and I would family. Say this, Rod. But when I'm on the field, Black Caesar was like, you didn't want to be around that guy. That guy was he was a bit sadistic, and he was a sick mofo man. But he was a competitor, and nothing mattered more than competing to him. And yeah, the, you know, and you, you, know, you put it. him in the third person. I love it. Oh yeah, no, no, because that was I wanted to be a wrestler before I was a football player. Before I wanted to be a football player, so that was going to be our wrestling. Uh, all three goals with Black time. Caesar. You're in shape. Still oh, time. no, no, no. I'm too old now. I got the injuries mounting up. Too Come old on, man. But, no, I, I think you're right, though. With the alter ego, I think a lot of him, Snoop Dogg has like four or five of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> why, that's why he's still con- doing concerts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Snoop Lion, whatever it may be. So I think that's part of the uh, the mystique. That's why artists and athletes, they do have this kind of random connection. They all want to beat each other. Athletes want to be artists and artists want to be athletes. Yeah, well, well, like you said, Lionel Richie, maybe Snoop will be the 70-year-old rapper still. still yeah. He, Snoop Dogg. he might be the one. Man, he's trried his best, ain't he? Because <laughs> he hang out with Martha Stewart and things like that. Hey, I would go. also say that uh, you know, I think I have a. I, if you see me off this off the show, I don't talk a lot. I'm kind of a quiet guy that just watches things and observe. The mostly people would be surprised by that, but you know, you get you, you talk it up for five hours, Rod. Hey man, got to shut it down sometime. I'm down to bound to say something stupid. All right, so on top <laughs> of the uh, the event, that's uh, five thirty to seven down there at the University Co-op. Our friends, check out that uh, 40 Acres collection of gear while you're there oh, as well. it's great stuff. But then get some autographs of some of the best Longhorns you're going to see, and that's pretty cool. All right, so, so we start with tonight. Uh, Lionel Richie was last night with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. What are the best shows you've got, Higgs, for tonight? I mean, I, I've been here about 28 years, and one of the first guys I saw when I first came down to Austin was James McMurtry, and he's playing over at the Connell Club, uh, the gallery upstairs. and That's just a, a cool phenomenal, spot. phenomenal songwriter. I mean, one of the best in the country. Uh, he's wow. playing at 8.30. And then one I think you know some of the listeners may have seen, but if you're new to the scene or maybe you know just getting into town, the Spasmatics are playing at the Speakeasy tonight. Still and put on a great show. Still just a great you know live performance and just people really getting into it. And you know I know we got starting you know the long weekend's coming up, so if you can get out, maybe sneak out a little bit early tonight, Speakeasy, Spasmatics at 9.30. Love that. And then that takes us to Thursday in addition to the NIL signing over at Co-op. You've got uh, a hard rock show at Coda. Yeah, this, this, was, this was a Nick Shuley request or a Nick Shuley <laughs> <laughs> special, not, probably not my cup of tea, but he's he's all about Godsmack and Stained that at the uh, Dakota Amphitheater. Uh, they're going to be out there tomorrow night on a Thursday. And then something a little bit more laid back, maybe your parents have come in, you're trying to impress them that you're actually going to school for a little bit and doing <laughs> things. The Copa Kings are down at the Parker Club. It's a jazz uh Jazz venue down there in the Ooh, that Parker Jazz station. Lounge, to, uh, Rod. You know, go downstairs. Like... What's the steakhouse oh. above it? Uh, that's the the Driftwood is up there. That's Driftwood. Yeah, the Driftwood's Club. there. Somebody will tell me that there's a steakhouse. It's raw. There's raw sushi's right there. Right? Raw sushi, and then you go down the steps into the Parker Jazz Club, and yep. it's a cool scene. I man. love yeah. jazz clubs. So the Copa Kings, they do kind of it's a, on Fourth you know, Street, right there. Ella okay. Fitzgerald type thing, and you know, nice. kind of check that out. And that'll get us into the weekend. You know, Friday, long weekend, Labor Day coming up. Uh, you know, I know a lot of locals probably have seen there, you know, done it and all that. But if you have not been to Don's Depot, go check out uh, Don and the Station Masters. Ty, will be there. I'll be yeah. there. 
Oh, it is. Me. You'll see, you know, guys like Ty in their mid twenties to people in their eighties, and it, the cross section of it really does. How old you know, is this band? How, how long they've been around? Oh, they're old. Yeah, Don. Don's oh, okay. probably in his seventies, right? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, Lionel yeah. Richie will be proud. <laughs> yeah, Lionel right. Richie could sit in. <laughs> he might be the youngest. <laughs> nice. All right. So he's there. At Don's Depot at eight thirty tomorrow on Friday night. A um, little bit of comedy. Throw a little curveball here. Bill Maher. I know controversial. He maybe oh, yeah. you know where you mm-hmm. land on side of politics, but he kind of usually. He makes fun of everybody, so he might be a good one to check out. He's at ACL Live on uh, Friday evening at 8 o'clock. I love comedians. I'm a big fan. Yeah, th- this next one, no one's really probably heard of these bands, but if uh, if you've been in the area of West Campus, uh, there's a little um, convenience store right on 29th and Rio Grande. It's called the Rio Market. It's kind of catty corner from Cabo Bob's. Yeah, okay. Right by Texas French Bread. And these guys, oh, yeah. probably about six months ago, they've – this little convenience store, they move the shelves out, move all the, pr- the stuff out, and then they just open it up and they have hard rock shows and poetry <laughs> slams and, you know, just. Oh, cool. And it's amazing. You got like 150 kids just sitting outside buying stuff in the store and hanging out. It's the real, oh, real market cool. at West Campus. Okay. And, you know, you're, not, you're probably not going to see the best of talent, but, you know, maybe some kids on the come up, you know, high school kids played in their bands. That's that's out there at the uh, Rio Market. That's at 7 o'clock, and that's not far o'clock. down from the uh, Mockingbird Saloon where hey. Rod and I will be hanging out. You can walk right there. Before the game. Before nice. the game on Saturday, noon to 2 at thanks the Mockingbird, to, not far from 29th. Yeah, we're the, thankful the, for Brian and the guys there. Open up that space for thankful us. Thankful indeed. Good. Thankful indeed. Continue with kind of the hard rock thing is, you know, kind of legends of, of, of punk rock. Uh, Black Flag is the Mohawk on Friday night at 8.30. That's cool. a ticketed event. I think there's a few tickets left for that and that brings us to our ticket giveaway over at saxon pub the uh, blues legend wc clark and i know nick's got a couple mm. set aside and ty's going to give that oh, we're giving that away giveaway. tickets to wc yep. that's right that's right uh, an austin blues legend actually not even an austin blues legend, but he is an austin a blues. but a blues legend in general the godfather of austin blues wesley curly clark that's right Ooh, WC. wc clark and you know what i found out recently i was talking to this is a name drop rod 100 percent. do it i was talking to gary clark jr sure. and it's yeah. been uncovered that at some level he and wc clark are cousins they're Get related out of here. they're related oh, what excellent. yeah and, and and uh gary never knew it and i don't think it. wc ever knew it and on, but they, what the, they do one of those ancestry dot, ancestry dot com <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i don't know I, I never i was just meeting i just ran into gary and, cool he was, store. and he was wc clark was playing at hayes city store and gary was there and i said what are you doing he said i'm watching my cousin and no, i was like kidding. i didn't know he was your cousin he goes oh yeah we just found out and so cool story there wow. uh gary clark wc Kinfolk. clark one well, the fact that they didn't know it and of course one's a blues legend and one is Becoming a blues legend uh, in Austin, Texas, is pretty cool. Genetics are a strong thing. Well, and, they're, and, they're, <laughs> and the fulcrum to that is Stevie Ray Vaughan, right? Because Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, WC was in Stevie Ray Vaughan's first band when he broke away from his brother. Oh, that's a nice WC nugget. was in the band. Oh. Uh, and then, of course, w- Gary Clark would tell you he began taking up the guitar, seeing Stevie Ray Vaughan on Austin City Limits. And that's when he became Gary Clark. So nice. Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of right there in the pivot of the whole thing, which is pretty cool. But that W.C. Clark is at Saxon, the W.C. Clark show at Saxon Pub on Saturday. We'll give away a pair of tickets to that here coming up. Well, and, or and Friday, he, Friday. Sorry. Yep. And he, you mentioned his brother, uh, Jimmy Vaughn. He's going to be playing on the, with the Mike Flanagan Trio down there at Seaboys at 1030 there on Saturday night. So yeah, Mike Flanagan's daughter is one of my good friends. There you oh, go. There you go. That's funny. So, so Ty, 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 Ty get you on the guest list. Yeah. Small world. Also, another blues group out of Austin, Texas, playing Antones on Saturday night. 
Yeah, the Peterson brothers. I don't know if you've, if you've had the chance to see them. I saw them a couple years ago back at the Continental Club. And, and they're actual through, brothers. They're actual they are brothers. brothers. <laughs> they are. Halfway through the set, they just kind of playing their guitars, long chords, and walked out right on out of the Continental Club right onto the street. We're still playing. It was kind of an interesting thing to see. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. So They're out of Bastrop, wow. Texas. That's right. Check huh. those guys out. And you guys mentioned earlier, Pat Green is going to kick off the first game of the year at the uh, Longhorn City Limits down there in the LBJ Lawn. That's a free show, 1230. Nice. Come out, get a little tune-up, a little pregame, and get ready for the, for the horns. All right, Sunday we've got an extended weekend, Labor Day weekend, so you can get out and see some stuff and do some stuff Sunday knowing you're not working Monday. Rod and I will be here. We work. But you won't. Uh, you'll be listening, though, exactly. while you're uh, doing what on Sunday there, Mark Higgins? I had to, I had to even put the little asterisks on here so I don't say the S word, but there's uh, Ginny's Chicken S Bingo with the derailers. Chicken-ish um, bingo. Yeah, so if you've been to... Um, you, ever, you ever done that, Rod? That's high-stakes gambling. Uh, I've not. With, I've heard of it, though. With chicken I've had, poop. I've had friends yeah. who actually have done that. Yeah. Kind of you play the bingo game invited. and where the, where the chicken goes and yeah. the, does his business is where, you know, you can find some winners. But they're going to be uh, <laughs> down there at Sea Boys as well at 3.30, no cover. Uh, the derailers, if you've not seen them, great, great band to check out. They don't they don't get around here as much uh, anymore, so be cool to check those guys out. This was uh, keeping with Nick's theme of going to see shows with 14-year-old girls. This nice. is the Jonas mm. Brothers. We'll be at the Moody Center <laughs> on 7 o'clock Sunday that? You night. Got the, you got the concert for 14-year-old girls coming up on uh, on sat on oh, Sunday. Man. I was there for the concert for 60-plus. I want to say, yeah, 60-plus 60, 60, 70-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's Nick, what the Nick's moon a little be. younger. Something yeah. for everybody out there at the wow. Moody Center. They're booking a great room. There's no doubt about that. And what a great great uh, arena to see any concert in. Mm. Uh, also, Green Hall Sunday. Yeah, going a little outside of town, going a little south. Uh, Charlie Roberson, who did have some health complications back in, I think, 2018 and kind of abruptly retired. He's kind of back on the scene and doing his thing, and he's going to be down there at Green Hall. So if you guys uh, want to check out, you got the Monday off, go down, head to Green Hall, a historic venue, and go check out Charlie. Charlie Robeson, of course, oh. part of that Robeson brother clan. Uh, Monday, it's Labor Day, so yeah, if why you're not? You know, looking for something to do, then Continental Club is always hopping. Hey, always hopping, and you got Dale Watson, who uh, longtime Austin resident for for a bit, and he's uh, he's moved out of town, but he comes back, you know, every once in a while, and he's going to be doing a set on Monday evening at the at the Continental Club, and always a treat. And maybe you still have some folks in town for Labor Day and hanging out, maybe a last last ditch effort before they head out of town on Tuesday. Maybe head out there Love on Monday that. night. Love that. Nice. And then Tuesday to wrap up our set list ATX for the week, Wednesday to Tuesday. Yeah, another big show at the Moody Center. Uh, Sam Smith, who's you know global oh, superstar, will be out Sam there. Smith. Yeah, he'll be out there. His voice is out. amazing. Yeah, did he just have like good. voice surgery like a year or so? He, I believe that's year, right. Yeah, yeah, it was like a right. thought that he may not be have the same uh, uh, yeah. a singing ability because yeah, of his voice still, surgery. He can still hit it. Oh no, he, no doubt. Yeah, He's and there. then this last one, this was also a Nick pick. I'm not super familiar. It's a rock brand out of Sacramento, California called Dance Gavin Dance. They're going to be at ACL Live. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Ty. Maybe got some background on them. I'm, I'm not sure. Dance. Not familiar. Okay, okay. a uh, Nick pick. Uh, I like that. Oh, my man, uh, Mark Henry wanted to weigh in. You said the the Peterson brothers is having the show. That's right. He said his cousin is opening for the Peterson there brothers. There you go. So Mark Henry's Marco. Gonna, he's going to be there. Oh, uh, there you Ma- go. Matthias Latham, I believe, is his name. So Perfect. Mark Henry's uh, he's listed. He say he's going to be hanging out Perfect. too. So Come out and say hello to Mark. Yeah, <laughs> got some star power working. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody just texted and said that Charlie Charlie Robinson concert been canceled he's Uh-oh. he's sick they canceled the saturday show i had tickets oh so there you go well you didn't know that so like my, my list my list is just what green hall do <laughs> hey if anybody wants to play green hall it's available saturday night to you know put in your 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 uh, your request now uh, all right let's give away those tickets thank you mark higgins of course for going on by. Thanks, thank you nice brother. job great pinch hit that's a that's a pinch hit home run right there mm-hmm. uh we've got a pair of tickets to see wc clark at saxon pub on friday night uh, you and a guest will be on the guest list on our set list atx if you are caller five at four four seven three seven seven six pick those up and enjoy the show Curtis 
courtesy of Joe Abels and the great team at Saxon Pub. Rod and I are coming back with Who Said That? Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. E and Rod B. On the horn. Ooh, and this man. Who said it, Rod Babers? Who said it? Uh, by the way, I will tell you that our female listener number seven on the text line said that the, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, the Charlie Robinson concert on Saturday and Sunday have been canceled at Green Hall. Oh, man. And he's got an illness, and so uh, the derailers have stepped in. The derailers will be playing at Green Hall. So mm. thank you to Mark Higgins with Setlist ATX. And uh, did we give away our tickets, uh, T.Y.? Yes, Adam won those. Nice job, Adam. Hey, shout out to Adam. He'll be checking out the Godfather of the Austin Blues, W.C. Clark, on Friday night at... uh, at, uh, Kinfolk of Gary Clark. Kinfolk. I like that. Mm -hmm. Of uh, Saxon Pub. Okay, Rod, what do you have? What do you have for me? We play audio here in this segment, and uh, you and I try to guess who said that. Who said that? All right, this is a coach. Uh, This is a coach in college uh, who is talking about the quarterback competition. Some... Teams are still dealing with a quarterback competition. Hell, Texas actually at the backup quarterback position, still dealing with a quarterback competition there. Um, let's see if you can identify this coach uh, talking about um, his competition on his campus. Um, I think that's you know significant that we that we have two guys that we feel confident playing in a game. This is something that's a little uncharted territory for me, but um, you just go on what you see every day in practice. And um, I think that Kyle's consistency the last couple of weeks has allowed him to be the starter. He deserves that. But I also think uh, Devin deserves to play in the game as well. So um, how much, all that, that's still to be determined. But but we've at least come up with that uh, conclusion here. All right, that's going to be Ryan Day, the head coach of our fourth-ranked team in our mm-hmm. countdown yesterday. By the way, we'll get our third-ranked team coming up that's who in said our that. next hour. But that's who said that. Ryan Day, junior Kyle McCord. And we had our, our man Steve Hellwagon yesterday, Rod. Hellwagon. And he told us to expect Kyle McCord to be named because that press conference, he was headed to it after he talked to us. And Kyle McCord, he said he's the junior, but he also played with uh, Marvin high Harrison school. Jr. in high yeah, school. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought was interesting. So there's a the connection. Mm-hmm. But uh, he made it clear yesterday, Ryan Day, that the redshirt freshman Devin Brown, who's a hotshot kid himself, uh, you know, it's one of those, if they're even. They go with the younger guy. You go with the younger yeah, guy. They shouldn't be even if one's a veteran and one's a, a youngster. Yeah. They shouldn't be even. Yeah, Devin Brown's right there with him. So uh, that'll be – then they open with – with, there's a couple of Big Ten conference games to start Big Ten, and uh, that's one of them, Ohio State, Indiana. I think maybe they all are players opening with a conference game. And I can't uh, see whoever winning that job losing that job because you're throwing to two of the top, what, five or ten best wide receivers in the two country. Two preseason All-Americans yeah, for wide receivers. Exactly. And they got good backfield, too. So you just got to win the job. You win the job, you're good. You're, you're pretty I mean, much got to have a great year. Put up numbers. It's like Quinn yours, right? Like, how are you not putting up numbers in that offense? Amen, brother. Amen. All right, who said this, Rod? He's a, life, he's a Longhorn. <laughs> And was asked about expectations, okay. and uh, I call have called it. And, uh, we've glossed it the all gas, no excuses season. Mm-hmm. Sky's the limit, Big Twelve championship or bust. But there's a Longhorn player who uh, is back for maybe his final season. Who's saying, no, 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 I'm taking it a game at a time. That's the only way I know it how to operate. Who said this? Definitely, at first I would say yes, I had that feeling. But uh, not too long ago, I talked to my dad, and um, he's just he's just as excited as the season is as me. And uh, he said that he is going to cherish every single game and he's going to, at the end, at the end of every single game, like look around the stadium one last time, one hard look, and just be appreciative of, of the opportunity. And that's definitely what I'm going to do this season, take that role and just look at it like that. So I feel like the all or nothing type thing would just cause stress and, uh, and strain. And I mean, I'm playing a game that I love and I'm playing it with teammates that I love. 
in the, in the city that I love, at the school that I love. So there should be no pressure and uh, just go out there and enjoy it. That's going to be my goal. All right. What, uh, oh, what Longhorn player that had that poignant comment about his uh, final season at Texas? That is one of the five returning offensive linemen yes. for Texas, Mr. Christian Jones. Yes. Who actually, people don't know this about Christian Jones. He hasn't, he's only been playing football for like six years. He took up football late. And he's yeah, a, he's massive a soccer kid. player early, and he's only—it's like his seventh year, I believe, playing football. Which is but. why you know he had a great year last year, uh, his best year by far under the tutelage of Kyle Flood. And you know, I think the NFL looked at him and said, "Man, go back one more year. I mean, we like what mm-hmm. we're seeing here. We like what we're seeing. You got long arms. You're six six. You're a big guy, good feet, but you're just raw and yep. um, really raw. So yeah, set, basically, this is his seventh year playing offensive line, eighth year playing organized football." Yeah, well, in the That's NFL, like, they don't grow. They can't coach the growth. They can't coach, coach the size. He's a big human. And he just got that body because he didn't have it forever. He he was a smaller. He was he got the the the, the size and the, the height late. came late. But yeah, that that the girth. And the mass came late. I'm sorry, that's a weird Don't word to girth. use. But yeah, but you give my point. Like I get your point. Bigger, got well, and I think he's got a chance yeah. at a professional career if he has another really good year and takes a step forward on this oh, long offensive line. But boy, totally agree. But with a very you. eloquent speaker and a good way to put that. You know, the fans want all gas, no excuses. Yeah. But he's saying I'm going to relish every second of this, and if I do that and play to the best of my ability, things will work out. And he's a and he's he's very charismatic. Uh, you, I mean, he he does. You can tell like he's he's one of those types of personalities, the joking kind. No matter if he does play football or not, I think he's gonna learn how to monetize his brand. There we go. You got another on. who said that for me, Rob? Um, I do not have a. Who I said have one that. for you. I wanted to he play won? this for you. Who said this? You're probably gonna know it pretty quick. And it, it starts with a, with a moderator asking him a question. But who said this uh, earlier yesterday? On the Tuesday practice in the morning before uh, we meet. For- All right, sorry about that. I didn't communicate properly to our guy Ty. Ty, we want number uh, number six on that. Number six. What did you make of the the Trey Lance trade to Dallas? Weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Just to leave it at that. But uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot, man. How do you think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> I think it's been messy. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. All right, so I some shade towards your guy Shano right there, Rod. A lot of shade towards Shano, but they deserve it. The 49ers deserve all this shade. They deserve all the smoke that's coming their way. Talk about mishandling. This may have been, guys, the worst trade for a top five pick in NFL history. You have never had a player play fewer games for the team that drafted him and who drafted a player in the top five. Never. You got to go back back to 1967 before you had a top five player play so few games for the team that drafted them. This is a disaster of a trade. Oh man, it is. But they got Brock Purdy, so they're looking Purdy. Hey, coming back, looking it's the Purdy. fabulous fifth hour, our fifth quarter overtime. Sometimes turns into like cooking oil on a water slide. We never really know what's going to happen. <laughs> so it makes it so much fun. <laughs> but we are going to talk about the third ranked team in our Horn Top Twenty countdown. We are going to go behind the burn orange curtain. We will get some what's popping in there and you know, drown our sorrows in Ty's failed parlay from last night. <laughs> Lot to do. Still to go. The fabulous fifth quarter coming next.